Hi, my name's Sebastian King. I'm a paediatric surgeon at the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne. And today I have the great pleasure of talking with Professor John Hudson. John has been the Professor of Paediatric Surgery at the Children's in Melbourne for the last 20 years and brings an enormous wealth of experience and wisdom to many clinical scenarios. In this session, John and I will be discussing the assessment and management of varicoceles. So the last topic I thought was to touch on varicoceles. You right? Which are obviously relatively uncommon for us. Yeah, um, yeah, I still see a few. Um, it's rare and before 10 years of age. Um, we're not sure, is it physically present in a five-year-old? And the answer is not normally. The only time you see varicocele in a preschool or a primary school uh, child is usually when they've got a Wilms tumour or a neuroblastoma compressing the testicular vein. So it's well described that you can have a varicocele on the right or the left in a, in a toddler with a Wilms tumour. Mm. Pretty rare presentation of a Wilms tumour, but it's well described. Um, in a normal child, uh, they first, first become palpable about 10. Varicocele turns out to be quite a common variant from trivial to serious, but we're only talking, we're talking about 10% of normal males. So your average, so one in 10 males have got a little bit of a varicocele. The question is, is it bad enough to need something done about it? Mm -hmm. Most of them don't need anything done about it. And the, the, the indication for needing it is that if you've got a really obvious varicocele that you can see, um, um, there's a simple classification of sort of grades one, two and three. Um, but if we've got a grade three varicocele where you can see it and feel it every time they're standing, mm -hmm. um, then the, the indication for surgery is if um, it's hurting them, they often get a dragging sensation in the groin saying, ah, oh, it feels heavy. The scrotum becomes asymmetrical. So the left, left half of the scrotum elongates, hanging a lot lower than the right because the varicocele on the left stretches the left half of the scrotum up. Um, and the other um, issue is the testis doesn't grow as well as it should. So it starts to catch, to fall behind pubertal growth spurt of the right testis. The right testis usually grows reasonably normally, but the left testis is a bit hotter by the varicocele and the heat stress prevents normal growth of the testis, so it starts to drop behind. So the moment I've got a testis that's obviously smaller than the right one, I'm going to say to the boy, usually by this time they're 14, 15 or 16, uh, we probably should fix it. Hmm. If he says to me, fix it, please, because it's annoying me, then I'll say yes. Um, but then kids will normally not ask for an operation unless it's hurting. Yeah. But if they knew they might end up being infertile, it's quite different. So if you tell the boy, well, one, the moment the testis is definitely different in size, more than 10% smaller than the other side, the chances of being infertile when you're 20 or 30 is pretty high, so it's better to fix it when you're 15 or 16. So my standard procedure would then to offer them an operation, um, a laparoscopic paloma operation, mm. where I'll just tie the testicular vessels 
far enough away from the internal ring, I would often mobilise um, the, the sigmoid colon a bit so I'm doing the ligation of the vessels right just up near the colon, not near the internal ring. Because the further away from the internal ring you are, the more likely you are not to damage the collateral uh, lymphatics, mm. which cause the hydrocele. So if you do it too close to the internal ring, you'll get a hydrocele. But if you do it right up near the colon, even mobilising the colon out of the way to get another centimetre further away, usually there's enough lymphatic collaterals so you don't get a hydrocele. And have you used um, interventional radiology for any of these? No, never no. bothered. Mm. But lots of people do. Yeah. But, and I've never had any problem with it. Mm. And I've got a good... And I have never had an atrophic testis, even though I'm tying mm. all the testicular vessels, mm. but not the artery to the vas or the, or the um, cremasteric artery. Um, and they um, preserve preserve the testis blood supply perfectly well, ends up being fine. Well, it comes back to Bob Fowler, doesn't it? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It's the same. So what's so have you had a situation of having to do a varicocele operation in a boy who's had a previous orchidopexy? And what's your... Is, is there the thinking around that? That's harder. Mm. Then you, you might have to do an old-fashioned um, scrotal or inguinal approach to actually ligate the the varix, mm. the varices, um, it's hard work. Mm. I haven't had to do that very often, but you might need to do that. But usually, by the time they've developed a varicocele, they've got enough collateral blood supply, so you can tie all the veins without too much trouble. Um, but it's hard to fix otherwise. But you've got to do old-fashioned. Um, sort of messy operation mm. ligating all and particularly if they've had previous surgery which is of course the whole the problem here mm. it's half the operation is f getting past the scar that you left behind mm. first time around yep. so thank you very much to professor john hudson the plan will be to continue with some more of these sessions and discussing some more of the common pediatric surgical conditions